two. One. Barbecue. Three, two, one. Barbecue. Three, two, one. Barbecue. Three, two, one. Welcome to Barbecue 321's Pitmaster Interviews, episode 11. Today we're chatting with Clarence C.J. Joseph and Alicia Joseph from Mama and Papa Joe's Barbecue. We talk about their recent TV appearance, some of their secrets behind their competition successes, and Clarence spills some tips on cooking the best competition meats. Plus, we find out why they transitioned from competing in 35 barbecue events a year to focusing on their YouTube channel. So get ready for episode 11. Here we go. Barbecue 321. We're here with Mama Papa Joe's Barbecue, Pitmasters and husband and wife, CJ and Alicia. So happy to see you guys. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having us. We absolutely appreciate the invite, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, the reason we're doing this is the new season of Barbecue USA streaming on Max. You all are in the, I believe, the third episode, uh, the Briscoe Ranch Cook-Off, which we filmed in Uvalde, Texas. And we followed along with you guys on, on that uh, event. And just tell us a little bit about your experience with, with Barbecue USA, you know, through the casting, the shooting, uh, about the event that you were at. You know, give, give us a little bit of, a, uh, you know, what your experience was like. You know, it was pretty interesting. Uh, again, not very familiar with uh, how a, a uh, food show uh, would take place, how it's uh, constructed, how uh, they go about filming. So it was very interesting to see it from sort of uh, uh, the inside. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, everything from the uh, the entrance interviews uh, to finding out that, yes, we were selected to be one of the contestants. And then uh, the day of the shoot or the two days of the shoot, uh, very, very uh, interesting, a lot of fun, a lot of excitement. <laughs> and I think what really set it over the top as far as I'm concerned is the fact that so many of our friends were yeah. also chosen, man. Uh, and and outside of the, the larger competition, there was just an internal friendly <laughs> competition amongst us that really, really uh, made things a lot of fun. <laughs> and I mean, did having the film crew there add any stress to your cook or were you guys just business as usual or what do you think? You know, I uh, <laughs> for me, because I am such a perfectionist uh, I'm, uh, a bit of a perfectionist i am definitely uh you know when i'm competing i tend to be singularly focused i am not talking i am just focused on what i'm doing mm -hmm. and uh because it's a tv show because we're reaching out to uh the masses out there i could definitely definitely understand the need for the commentary as i'm working which was a little different than what mm -hmm. i normally do uh, I'm not going to say it caused any kinds of uh, anxiety or anything, but uh, there were times where it did take my mind off of uh, it's the, a the task, yeah, the task yeah. at hand. Because he, yeah. when he's in the zone, he's in the zone and he's quiet. And sometimes he can even get in a mood when interrupted or disturbed. So it was a it was a conscious effort to to really communicate. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the Briscoe Ranch. Uh, you've been there before, and is that one of your regular you know, competitions you attend? I'm here to tell you it is probably uh, one of my top three cook-offs of the year. And we have not missed it uh, since we started cooking it, I believe, in like 2011. We have not missed it. And uh, what made it special last year was uh, you know, the fact that the, the, the school shooting, uh, that occurred earlier uh, that year. 
that made it kind of special. We definitely weren't going to miss that one. Uh, and the fact that so many quality cooks are competing at this event, such a large number of, uh, of Texas's best cooks are at this mm -hmm. event every year. It's well ran. Uh, the promoters are absolutely awesome people, mm -hmm. man. All the volunteers. Uh, it's one of the events that uh, if you're a uh, uh, our competition cook, you don't want to miss. Uh, win, lose, or draw, uh, it's going to be a great time. A lot of fun, and it, it, it's the 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 last cook off of the year, so it's a perfect one right before Christmas to to end. So let's jump back a little bit. Uh, give me some of your background, like tell us how you got into this crazy barbecue competition world. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, I'm retired military. I retired in '06, and uh, at the time of retirement, many of my friends, uh, active duty, and some retirees were, were in the local area. I was able to hook up with those guys on a regular basis, a couple of times a month, you know, card games, dominoes, backyard barbecues. And as the years passed after retirement, uh, those individuals moved on to other duty stations. Uh, they moved away from the local areas. And I reached a point where I, I found that, man, I didn't have my core group of guys you know, I was missing that 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 group of guys, uh, the card parties, the trash talking, uh, and I was looking for something. You know, and I discovered competition barbecue. Uh, my first season of Pitmasters I saw on TV, and uh, pretty much had an idea. Wow, you know, uh, this is something that that we could do, <laughs> and we jumped into it. And lo and behold, man, mom and I enjoyed it, uh, uh, and. Today, you know, 90% of any personal interaction I have, whether it be on the phone or online, uh, has something to do with uh, barbecue. You know, uh, so I really found a, a, a community that fit the bill, uh, fit uh, that void that uh, that I had after retirement. Alicia, for you, what's the role once he gets into his zone, his barbecue zone? So I have I have many when we're when we're competing, there are many roles. Uh, one is, you know, I turn in the trays. Um, I also kind of block people when people come up and they want to communicate with him during a time that's not really appropriate so that um, he won't rub them the wrong way. I kind of step in and. And I'm that that blocker. You're the you know, peacemaker. And, yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, and um, and a lot of times, uh, not a lot of times, but there's sometimes when things aren't going right, and he kind of gets in into I'm going to say a funk, you know, and I just have to snap him out of it. It's just like, okay, it's over and done. Come on, let's move on to the next thing, you know. And or we need to do this. Come on. We, this is what we need to do. So because um, he, he can get set in his way. He's stubborn. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and with competitions, you know, a lot of times he's like, no, we're not going to do this one. We're it, because I'm still working. And uh, and I'm like, CJ, I know you want to do it. Go ahead. Get a road dog to travel with you and I'll fly in. And, um, you know, and I'll make it, you know, we'll make this happen. So um, lots of fun, you know, just like you said, trash talking, lots of fun. Uh, I'm doing a lot more cooking behind the scenes. CJ wants me to be on the camera and uh, I'm not comfortable being on the camera. But you're and, great. Uh, so, 
So TJ, you got to um, tell her she's great. <laughs> so I do a lot of sides and stuff like that. And uh, I'm the one, I believe that I have the eye for staging. If we want to set things up and looking for just little fine details and, yeah. uh, and, you know, give them that feedback. How, how many contests are you guys doing now? I mean, are you doing a couple a month? Are you doing more or less? What are you thinking? I, I, we are definitely uh, doing less, Nick. Uh, you know, I, I'm telling people right now that we're on the tail end of our competition uh, uh, career, so to speak. Uh, there were uh, our our high years uh, in terms of numbers. You know, we were pushing 35 uh, events a year. A year. Yeah. Uh, there were times when we were doing six and seven weekends in a row, uh, but. Uh, over the years, and I think COVID really, really uh, gave me uh, the impetus to, to, to try something different. And that's where we came up with the YouTube. And, uh, man, I'm really enjoying making uh, the, the, the content for YouTube. Uh, it's taken up quite a bit of time between cooking, filming, and editing. Uh, and I, currently, I'm not enjoying competitions. Uh, the way we used to in the past. So I'm telling everybody, we're on the tail end of our competition <laughs> career. I don't know that we're ever going to leave the scene completely, but there there won't be any more years of uh, 30 cook-offs uh, uh, or so. Uh, I can definitely see large events like a San Antonio Rodeo, like a Briscoe Ranch, uh, you know, uh, us going and competing there. And uh, of course, when you're not competing on a regular basis like anything else, you know, uh, you tend to lose that uh, that that rhythm that, that you would have after three or four in a row or so. So uh, when we're going to these larger events twice, three, four times a year, uh, we're just going to go to hang out, have some fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we get lucky, we get lucky, man. But uh, we, uh, Mom and I believe we've, we've sort of uh, made a name for ourselves in competition barbecue. We've done uh, so many classes. Uh, we've got so many alumni out there that are, that are kicking butt that uh, we've got a bit of a legacy uh, if and when we do step away completely. Yeah, I mean, you guys, I mean, you definitely have a legacy. You had uh, uh, you just even the teens we were following at the time. You had some of your, what was it, Jackie and Tim over at Chupacabra. Yes, <laughs> yes. One of the other teens was one of your alumni. Uh, yes, yes. So are you still doing uh, so? So the YouTube's doing well. The, uh, the are you still doing classes, or is that more through the YouTube? Uh, we we all my instruction now are uh, online mm -hmm. uh, videos. So uh, in terms of public classes, and I need to make a public announcement because I'm still getting calls, I'm still getting emails, uh, you know, asking for information, asking for a class schedule. Uh, but I just haven't gone out publicly and say, hey, uh, you know, mom and I are done with the classes and whatnot. Uh, we've got a series of uh, of competition video classes that we still sell uh, mm -hmm. uh, a couple of times a month. But uh, we're not mm -hmm. pushing any of those. Uh, all we're focused on right now, mom and I, are, is the YouTube channel. That's great. And That's Oh, go ahead. No, what's the address of that? I mean, is there a link uh, on your website? What's the best way to get there? Uh, there's a link, but uh, it's just uh, Mom and Papa Joe's Barbecue, M-A-M-A-P-A-P-A, -P -A -P 
BBQ uh, on YouTube. Uh, okay. And I'm here to tell you, Nick, uh, great oh, content, yeah. man. Uh, we're <laughs> we're doing some amazing things, uh, and we're growing. You know, we're not rocketing to the top, but uh, it's just a very steady uh, movement upwards. And we're yeah. doing we're kind of doing our our next phase for for our YouTube channel. Um, our back deck and backyard is currently under construction. Yeah. Uh, we're building our outdoor kitchen. Oh, nice. Well, let's talk about that. Tell me, tell me about what's your current uh, gear arsenal? Like, what, what, do you, what, what do you, what's your main gear? Uh, oh, wow. Uh, uh, Mom and I are also uh, Traeger uh, influencers. Yeah. So we've got a, we've got a number of Traegers uh, on the deck. Uh, we've got some, some kettles. I just, uh, we just took possession of an awesome, custom built offset smoker uh because in the past i was using my competition smoker which is which is pretty large a trailer uh smoker to try to to do youtube videos and it's ridiculous using such a large uh trailer pit for two racks of ribs you know what I'm right. saying? or for right. one brisket so we've got an awesome small offset uh we just finished building a cover for it and I believe next week we're going to really start going live in terms of mm -hmm. cooking on that thing, uh, putting it through its paces. But uh, we've got videos out there, Nick, or uh, probably cooking on uh, 10 different pits, right. you know, uh, on the deck. So we kind of switch things up. Uh, we don't want to pigeonhole ourselves uh, as to pellet cookers. We don't want to pigeonhole ourselves uh, and, and offsets. Uh, we we're we're planning on having something for everybody on our on our YouTube channel because not everybody has a Traeger or not everybody has a Weber. So and even some of the cooks that CJ will do will be on stovetop or in the oven. So it's it's to the the masses yeah. something that can work for everybody. Right. So I mean, and, and it's more um, not focused solely on uh, the competition world. You're looking at the barbecue world. Oh, oh yes. More general. Oh yes. That's oh, great. Yes. So yeah, I, I, I just pulled it up here. It's uh, at Mama and Papa Joe, uh, YouTube.com slash at Mama and Papa Joe. And that looks like the, and you got you know 18,000 plus subscribers. This is great. Congrats. Yes. And uh, yeah, that, that, it looks like there's a yeah, ton of videos and ton of great knowledge on there. Um, uh, I like to ask everybody we talk to, uh, what are your meat, your top tips for meats? What's your chicken top tip? Best one uh, for me is going to be uh, your trim. Learn to trim. Again, a parent comes in to uh, play. Learn to trim. Uh, there, there are a couple of different trim, and uh, I, I put them on video. A couple of different trim that allows you to have a a plumper finished product as opposed to a flatter chicken. And, and it's hard to explain. It's something that you have to see done. Uh, but uh, learn to trim, whether it be half chickens or uh, chicken thighs or chicken legs. So uh, that's going to be the first thing. Uh, learning how to cook a chicken now is going to come uh, is going to come with practice. There's no one tip uh, that is going to get you there. Uh, that's going to come with practice. Positioning but uh, fir first thing is. Uh, is to get your trim down uh, to where 
you're going to have a beautiful bird in that end product. What about ribs? Is there a top tip for ribs? The thicker, the better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but seriously, I mean, the, the, the thicker the ribs you can use, uh, the more room you're going to have for error. Mm -hmm. uh, so that is one of my uh, primary uh, uh, things I'm looking for when I go to pick out a competition rack of ribs. You know, I don't, I, I don't concern myself so much with straight bones like a lot of folks do, mm -hmm. because ultimately, uh, when push comes to shove, I will cut through those bones, uh, you know, before placing them in the box. So I'll get straight cuts. I'll just cut through the bones. So that is not an issue. Well, you have a technique yeah. that you use to get yeah. that. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, you definitely want to start with some of the healthiest ribs that you can find. Okay. Uh, they will give you more room for error. Uh, they'll put more meat in that taste judge's mouth. Uh, and uh, they're going to be juicier. Moving along to pork butt, top tip. Uh, that is a tough one. That is a tough one. But I will tell you right now uh, what the competition world, uh, the majority of them are doing now. They're, they've gone to, to primarily cooking money muscles. Mm -hmm. Now that that is allowed, once you've learned to cook a money muscle, it's going to be hard for anybody to beat you. So learn to, to, to trim and now there are even meat markets that are catering out to competition mm -hmm. cooks by selling just money muscle. You being down in Texas there, brisket. Uh, brisket. Start shopping for your competitions early. Do not wait for the week of, <laughs> especially when it comes to brisket. If you wait for the week of your competition, chances are you're going to settle. And if you're settling, then you're not getting the best possible meat. So you want to start shopping a month out for that piece of meat. And then learn to trim a brisket. Visualize what you want your slices to look like in that presentation box. And then learn to trim so that you get that slice. That is how mom and I came up with our uh, brisket trim, our competition brisket trim. I had an idea what I wanted my slices to look like. And over the months and uh, years or so, I kept, I kept tweaking my brisket. Uh, trim until I got there. So uh, brisket trimming and uh, uh, meat selection. Get that done early. All right. Uh, ancillaries. I know, and the one we filmed, there was a fajitas uh, ancillary <laughs> at the Briscoe Ranch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, do you guys usually do when or when you were you know doing the competitions? Do you do ancillaries or you stick with the main meat? When we when we when we initially started, we did, and uh, and we would do we do pretty pretty well. We um, that's when our team was uh, another family, and and CJ and I had a team, and we do beans and desserts, and but we found ourselves bringing a lot of other things, and the ancillaries did not help you, GC. So after a little bit of time and carrying extra, you know, cast iron skillets and extra um, grills, you know, we decided that we weren't going to do that anymore and just focus on uh, the, the meats, the three meats at that time, now four meats that would get us grand champs. So with the exceptions of when we competed like in the, the World Food Championship or something like that, when uh, they give you a surprise or something that you had to do, but normally we don't. 
And are you guys uh, on your website? You you have new rubs and sauces. Are you getting that whole game and and got that stuff going, or do you just do the recipes? What what's going on with that? We've got uh, we've got enough people uh, sending us products. <laughs> you know, uh, over the years we've been contacted. To, hey, uh, you want to have a uh, you want to put out a rub with your name on it, whatnot? And uh, you know, we we just haven't gotten into it. In terms of making your own, it's just uh, the logistics of that is just uh, too big a problem that mom and I don't want to have. Yeah. Uh, so we, we get lots of products, man. People want us to try. Uh, hey, if you like it, man, use it in a video, whatnot. So we've got a lot of that going on. Uh, and but we're very careful in uh, how we choose. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not, we're, we're not willy-nilly just using people's stuff uh, because it is a lot of work. You know, send me a nine dollar bottle of rubs and expect me to uh, ex- expect us to do a video. Uh, right. Mean, meanwhile, meat costs an arm and a leg. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, uh, my time, yeah, my time <laughs> cooking, fuel, uh, editing, uh, the whole nine yards for a nine dollar bottle of rubs. So, so uh, there's got to be some give and take in there. Uh, if if that is anybody's thought, so we're very selective. Uh, as to how we uh, we conduct that that part of the YouTube world. Well, we, I mean, when you're using now and like, what's your go-to? Do you have a go-to, or it just depends on recipe, like what you're cooking? Uh, it, it, the recipes change, but I've got a select uh, group of uh, product producers that that uh, we've got a relationship, mm-hmm. and uh, I will feature their products on a regular basis. Uh, definitely, like I said, I'm a, uh, we're Traeger influencers, so we definitely use a lot of uh, uh, Traeger product. Uh, we, we're Suckle Busters. Uh, we use a lot of Suckle Busters product. But more often than not, man, I, I've been keeping, because mom and I, uh, you know, these videos we're doing dinner, we keep it pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I'm currently right now, I'm playing with uh, just salt. Mm-hmm on uh on 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 proteins and when you get a chance nick i want you to go back and watch the video we dropped yesterday it probably <laughs> popped up a lamb rib oh. nothing but salt mm-hmm. lamb rib nothing but salt uh and man mom and i enjoyed it but uh yeah when we're cooking for us we keep it pretty simple yeah. man uh you know black pepper salt garlic that that's king uh, that's king in texas and that's something that almost anybody can afford to, to get salt, pepper, and garlic powder. So mm-hmm. again, you know, we want, because sometimes people will look and say, well, we, you know, we can't afford a prime or we can't afford a, a Wagyu. And, but we want to show them that, hey, you can do this with a select as well, you know, or you can do this. Maybe you can't afford the, the fancy rubs, but you can do it with salt, pepper, and garlic powder. So that's something that usually everybody has in their pantry. Keep it simple. I like it. That's great. What um, this has been a ton of ton of great stuff, and and I definitely am going to be checking out more of the videos on on YouTube. But give me what's the one thing you wish someone had told you when you were starting out Q competitions? Like if there's one piece of advice you would give somebody starting out. The one and and I I, I do it very often. For the new cooks out there, temper your expectations. You know, that is my one. <laughs> temper your expectations because expe- expectations, man, can be so 
so damaging at your first award mm -hmm. ceremony. You know, uh, I've seen it. I've seen grown men break down. Uh, all, all their lives, all their, their time in the backyard, they've just been told by family and friends, oh, your, your barbecue is just so good. You need to sell this. You need to go compete. And at some point, you know, they decide to pull the trigger and they come on up to a competition uh, feeling really good. And uh, it's just a different animal, competition barbecue. You know, uh, there's nothing in the backyard that's going to compare in terms of that finished product. And uh, for 99% for of the new cook, uh, that first award ceremony, man, really, really crushes. Mm -hmm. You know, they show up there thinking they love what they turn in, uh, and, and they show up at that award ceremony expecting uh, to, to make that walk to the stage. Mm -hmm. And uh, when they don't even come close, uh, I've, I've watched grown men crying. I've gone and consoled a few of them. And, uh, you know, I can appreciate that kind of passion. Mm -hmm. But, uh, dude, there's going to be a lot more of that. Don't yeah. worry. So, so. <laughs> I would say if you're out there competing, it, it's not about the money. It's because it, it is a passion. Um, it, it's, an, it's a very expensive sport. When you think about the chicken, the ribs, the pork butt, the brisket, all the seasonings, all the wood, you know, like us, we didn't have a, a camper, so it was a hotel. On the, it, It's a lot. So, you know, you're doing it because you absolutely love it. If you, like you said, CJ said, if you win one time and you win, you know, maybe $5,000 or something like that, it could be another year, you know, before you win. So don't chase the dollar. Yeah, uh, you know, just do it because you absolutely love it and you have the passion, you know, and have some consistency and then it will come. I think that's great. I think what we've seen is that same thing. You, you've got to love it. You got to know that this is not the money making thing because every competition, especially when you start going to the bigger ones, hundreds of people, hundreds of teams at these, at these things. And just even to get in the top 20, top 30, that's a, that's an accomplishment. And, uh, mm -hmm. and yeah, I mean, and then it's, yeah, it's just crazy with the meat costs and the entry fees and everything else, but it's, it's a growing sport. I mean, just being in this world for the last two years, you know, and seeing it, it's interesting to see how many people do it and love it doing it. Yeah. You see their same faces <laughs> week after week. The level of competition is just climbing at such a fast mm -hmm. rate, you know, with classes, with social media, you know, back in the days, mom and I could show up at a competition, man, and we'd look around and uh, and we, we'd say, ah, this one is ours. You know, there were weekends, uh, there were there were uh, months where a couple of different years we were doing four GCs in a row, mom and I. You know, and uh, man, as as people started taking the classes, leveling up their game, it became it became a lot more difficult, man. <laughs> uh, and uh, there were times when you know uh, you were happy with just the top ten, mm -hmm. you know, instead of a GC or reserve. So. That it's awesome to see, and especially awesome knowing that we played a role in so many of uh, the Shaping success it. of uh, uh, some cooks out there.
it was great meeting you guys at Briscoe Ranch. It's a it's a fun episode. So YouTube.com at Mama and Papa Joe. I'm, I can't wait to watch the How to Grill Lamb Ribs. Uh, we'll be watching that. Oh, yeah. And, and great talking to you. Thank you very much, Nick. Thank All right. You. Have a good one. Barbecue. Three, two, one. Barbecue. Three, two, one. Thank you for listening to Barbecue 321 Pitmaster Interviews. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, subscribe to the podcast or check out bbq321.com.